Hello, welcome to Living Life. My name is David, and it is truly a pleasure sharing God's Word with you today. When was the last time you invested in someone? Uh, I don't necessarily mean financially, but it could be your uh, emotions or other resources, um, spiritually, mentally. When was the last time you invested in someone? I remember growing up, I had this uh, youth group pastor, and even though I wasn't the most attentive kid during um, his sermons or during worship, even though I fooled around with my friends uh, during worship, he would just really uh, um, love on his kids, uh, on his children that he was ministering onto. And even though we fooled around, uh, he would always share God's love with us. And through him, I, I felt God's love. And that, you know, he wasn't the only reason why I went into ministry, but, you know, I don't really particularly remember his sermons or his messages, or the things that he taught during Bible study. But what I do remember is his just uh, genuine love for, you know, for me and my uh, other friends. And I felt God's love through him. And I remember growing up that when I grow up, I want to have that kind of impact on other people. Um, in today's text, we see Jesus calling his first disciples. And did you know that Jesus, he spent the most time with the with uh, just his 12 disciples. So let's get into today's text and let's see how Jesus called his first disciples and what it meant to discipleship. Mark chapter 1 verses 16 through 34. As Jesus walked beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come, follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. At once they left their nets and followed him. When he had gone a little farther, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John in a boat, preparing their nets. Without delay, he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him. They went to Capernaum, and when the Sabbath came, Jesus went into the synagogue and began to teach. The people were amazed at his teaching, because he taught them as one who had authority, not as the teachers of the law. Just then, a man in their synagogue who was possessed by an impure spirit cried out, What do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Be quiet, said Jesus sternly. Come out of him. The impure spirit shook the man violently and came out of him with a shriek. The people were all so amazed that they asked each other, what is this? A new teaching and with authority. He even gives orders to impure spirits and they obey him. News about him spread quickly over the whole region of Galilee. As soon as they left the synagogue, they went with James and John to the home of Simon and Andrew. Simon's mother-in-law was in bed with a fever and they immediately told Jesus about her. So he went to her, took her hand and helped her up. The fever left her, 
and she began to wait on them. That evening after sunset, the people brought to Jesus all the sick and demon-possessed. The whole town gathered at the door, and Jesus healed many who had various diseases. He also drove out many demons, but he would not let the demons speak because they knew who he was. In verse 16, uh, Jesus, he was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, and he sees Simon and his brother Andrew casting uh, their nets into the lake. And he says in verse 17, Come, follow me, and I'll make you a fisher of men. I'll make you go out and fish for people. So we see the very first instance where Jesus uh, gathers his first disciples. And uh, just as I mentioned, Jesus, he spent... His most, uh, he spent the most time with 12 people, and those 12 people were his disciples. Uh, as we go into the Gospels, we may think that Jesus, he spent uh, the most time with uh, just random people with the masses, but uh, that wasn't the case. He ate, he slept, he traveled, he did ministry, and he just hung out with these 12 people, and these 12 people went out, to, went out and they ended up changing the world. Um, after Jesus was, uh, after he died on the cross and he resurrected and he went back to heaven, the 12 disciples, after they received the Holy Spirit, they're able to boldly proclaim the gospel, not only in Jerusalem, but they, were, they went out to Europe, they went out to Asia, and they went out to the ends of the world proclaiming the good news, proclaiming Jesus resurrected. And this was possible through discipleship. If Jesus had spent very little time, even though Jesus did miraculous works, that wouldn't have had a profound impact. But the disciples, because they were able to spend three uh, precious years of just doing ministry with Jesus, living together, sharing life, they were able to have uh, that profound impact. And I think that's what today's text is calling us to do, is to make disciples of people. Jesus didn't, uh, Jesus didn't simply just give them fish to catch, but He says that I'll make you fishermen of people. I'll teach you how to catch people. And what I really like about uh, this uh, particular text is that Jesus, He didn't call them to where He was, but He actually went to where they were, into their workplace, and He called them. Um, and I also like the fact that Jesus, He used their natural abilities, and He made the natural into the supernatural. So they were good fishermen, and He says that, I'm going to make you not a fisherman of fish, but a fisherman of people. I'll make you uh, catch people. And what Jesus meant by that is he used their natural God-given abilities and he added a supernatural element to it. And he says, I'm going to make you um, a disciple, not only the people in Jerusalem, but people all over the world. And we see this happening all over the Bible. For example, did you know that David, before he went on to become the king of Israel, he was just a shepherd. So before he received the calling to be the king of uh, the, the second king of Israel, he was out in the field tending to his flock. And after um, uh, Samuel came to him uh, through God's orders, David went on to become uh, the shepherd for the kingdom of Israel. Same thing, um, uh, Moses, he was tending to the flock uh, in the desert and God calls him and he ends up leading his people uh, out of Egypt into the promised land. So likewise, Jesus, he, he, he goes into their natural settings, to their workplace, and uses their natural abilities to do work for the kingdom of God. And I think this text is calling us to make 
disciples of Jesus, wherever we go, spend time with people, invest in people. Don't just stop with giving our resources, but spend time with them. Um, it's not about the numbers that's important, but I think it's about the quality, to have the same kind of compassion for that one lost soul, just as Jesus did. And if we go on to read verses 21 to 28, we see the spiritual authority of Jesus. Oftentimes and not, we kind of think that in this world, there's always a battle between good and evil, between Satan and God. But if we read this verse carefully, that's not the case. Um, it's not a battle between evil and good, between God and Satan. It's not the battle, but God, we see the sovereignty of God. God is sitting on his throne, and even all the demons and, uh, and the devil himself, they have to obey God's authority. They don't, they're not on par with God. Satan and God, are, they're not on the same level, but we see God on a totally different level, and we see this because um, in verse 24 it says, what do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. And even the demons, even the evil spirit know the identity of Jesus. And they know that He's the Holy One, the Chosen One, the Messiah. And they just tremble at His presence. And I think these words are just so reassuring because, you know, we tend to fear the unknowing. We tend to fear um, evil spirits and the Satan's presence in this world, but I pray that, uh, that we may be assured that God is sovereign and that Jesus had authority over evil spirits. And that's why at the simple command of his word to be quiet and to get out, these uh, evil spirits trembled at the presence of Jesus and they obeyed his word. And this was the authority. Uh, during that time, the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, they just conveyed the, the message and the word of God. But when Jesus spoke, he spoke with authority because he was a son of God. So again, uh, in the Gospel of Mark, we see the fully human aspect of Jesus as he needed to retreat sometimes, to get rest, to eat, and to sleep. But we also see this divine authority that Jesus had as the son of God. Let us go into time of prayer. How are we using our God-given uh, abilities? Uh, what are you particularly good at? And I think the challenge today, uh, through today's text is, how can I use the abilities that God has given me for His kingdom, for uh, making disciples of all nations? Uh, that's what Jesus did. He, he went to their workplace and He called His first disciples as they were catching fish. And He says, I'm going to make you guys catch men. I'm going to make you guys Go to the ends of the earth and make disciples of all nations. So I think it's a reflection for us. I think it's a challenge for us. What am I good at and how can I use that for discipleship? Uh, how can I invest in people? How can I have the impact that Jesus had on his disciples? And how can I do that and make other disciples? So I think that's the first challenge for us today as we read today's, uh, the text. And I think the second challenge for us is to be reminded that God is sovereign that it's not a battle between God and Satan, but God is just on a different realm and different level than Satan. And even Satan, he has to submit to the authority of God. And that's what Jesus did when he spoke. He spoke with authority and even the evil spirits, they trembled at his presence. So may we have assurance and may we not have fear 
of, uh, of evil spirits in this world. And sometimes when we live life, we hear about the bad things, we hear about wars, rumors of wars, and we hear about just terrible evil things uh, taking place. But may we know that our God is sovereign and He is in control of all situations. So let's go into time of prayer. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the word today. Um, just as Jesus called His first disciples and He um, uh, invested so much time and energy and effort into them, may we in our lives make disciples of other people. May we not just settle and uh, invest in people um, superficially or just financially, but may we just put in the effort and um, uh, may we just raise disciples uh, wherever we go with the natural abilities that you have given us. Uh, may we just kind of challenge ourselves every day. What am I good at and how can I use that f towards God's kingdom? And we know that David, he was just a simple shepherd. And when you called him, he went on to become uh, shepherding the whole nation of Israel. May we be faithful where you have planted us. May we bloom where we're planted. And may we recognize the authority that Jesus had because he was the son of God. So may we take assurance in that. We thank you, we love you, and in your precious name we pray. Amen. For a single soul, reaching a world and stepping in closer, CG.